mean, if I had 500,000, you know, followers on LinkedIn or a huge YouTube channel or a big email list or whatever the case is, like I could have went out and sold something immediately. Welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a brand new rock star. So AJ grew his guerrilla agency into a leading SEO agency in Minneapolis, and within four short years, not only did he grow, but he built it into a multi-million dollar exit. So now he's turned his sights on applying those same innovative strategies uh, into his latest venture, which is Small Business Bonfire. He's going to talk a little bit about this today. AJ Silber, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. And I know you're uh, doing a little traveling right now, so I appreciate you uh, you working me into your, your schedule. <laughs> no, not a, not a problem whatsoever. I just think it's, it's very interesting because I've done a lot of these shows and uh, it's usually like, you know, 8, 9, 10 a.m. for the host. And then it's like, you know, now it's like 730 here. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Well, thank you. Seriously, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no okay, so let's let's start right from the top. I mean, some people start a business to sell it. But I don't know that most people really do. Some just kind of decide to do that later. And the people I talk to, it's like, it almost seems like this mystery. Like, where do you advertise it? You don't want to tell people like it, there's, yep. it's like, it's a hard thing. So can you tell us how did you grow and sell your business so fast? Yeah. So I think, uh, I think there was a little bit of luck and magic, right. <laughs> In the whole process. <laughs> uh, you know, that sure. said, I think one of the things that I knew, uh, I love the digital space. Um, you know, so we, we really niched down into SEO early on. So I started the agency in 2017 by 2018, we were primarily an SEO agency. Uh, I okay. still love the marketing space. I still love the, the digital space. I'm still doing things in, in that space, generally speaking. But, um, but really, the the biggest thing was focusing on getting you know getting sales and or getting leads right and converting that into actual sales and customers. Uh, early on, we had a really good rankings in Minneapolis, so that was that kind of enabled us to grow um, holistically, if that makes sense. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the other piece of the coin, right, is and it seems really easy when you say it out loud, but the other piece is having <laughs> a great product, right? So, um, you know, we were able to grow quickly because of those two things. Like, you know, when some we 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 get a lead in, we'd sell that lead, and then we'd facilitate the customer, and the cust you know, we just had a lot of success in that, um, and our customers had a lot of success. Uh, in SEO and kind of growing the rankings and their sales and things of that nature. So we had very low uh, customer churn. So that mm -hmm. enabled us to grow. And I think the, um, you know, part of part of the part of the equation really for me was that I knew, um, again, that I didn't want to be in this space forever. So one mm -hmm. of the things that I started doing early on was really focusing on standard operating procedures and then getting myself out of the business so I could work on the business as opposed to in the business. And that really benefited me in a lot of different ways because, you know, when uh, Phil Singleton uh, ended up coming to buy the business, um, so he owned an agency out of Kansas City, Kansas City Web Design and SEO. When he came in to buy the agency, um, you know, it was really turnkey. So he kind of came in and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm kind of doing some sales stuff here and there, but I'm really working on the business. And he was like, great. I mean, that's what people are really looking for, um, if that makes sense. 
Oh, it makes a ton of sense. And I think it's one of the things that most of us struggle with, right? Is that we feel like, oh, we're the only person who can do this thing. And so most yep. of us, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, is we don't always put together the SOP so that we can hand it off and get somebody who um, can take that over. And I think that is a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. For sure. And, you know, one of the, just to expand on that just even slightly, um, I, so it's kind of interesting. I went to school for entrepreneurship. So I was in a very like unique position where I knew that I always wanted to be a business owner. And one of the things that I would tell like my kind of uh, management team was like, <laughs> like it could be SEO, right? It could be owning a movie theater and it could be like selling ice cream. I love owning, you know, I love business ownership. I love figuring out mm. problems and solving, you know, solving customers' problems and selling a good product. So I could have been doing any one of those things. So for me, like I was into SEO. I like SEO. I like seeing results for customers. It made sense on how we could sell and scale that business. Um, but in reality, like I wasn't the guy who did like the SEO on a regular basis. At first it was, mm. but as soon as I was able to scale to the point where I could hire somebody, I was like, let's get somebody in who knows how to do this better than I do. And I think that's one thing that yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs miss on, right? Is like handing it off to somebody else. No, I think that's that's great advice. So you've kind of touched on it, but just as a follow up question, so if you are if you are talking to somebody and they want to sell their business, what what are some things that you did to ensure a smooth sale? What what worked and what didn't? Yeah. So I'll actually, so I'll, I'll say well, the two things kind of leading up to the sale. One of the things that I always say is EBITDA, right? Like if you don't yeah. know what it is. Learn what it is, love it, really get used to um, <laughs> used to focusing on it. Because that was a big thing for us is like one of the things that I think we did really well is that I always focused on profitability in the business. Like we were never at a point where it was like scale, going to debt, let's try to grow the business to a point where then focus on kind of that profitability standpoint. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of businesses that do that. So like in order to kind of have that that smooth transition, that smooth sale, mm. it was like, okay, let's keep those EBITDA numbers up and let's consistently show growth, you know, year in and year out. And then when it became like, you know, when it was like time to sell the business, right, for the, you know, that piece, I mean, that's really hard to kind of navigate. So one of the things that I did was that I reached out to my own network. It's actually kind of an interesting story. So I reached out to my own network. I, have a, I had another mentor um, who wanted to buy the business and that ended up falling through. And then we actually used um, a broker, you know, believe it or not. So we ended up using a broker um, for the sale of the business. And to be honest with you, I, I just wrote a blog post on this on Small Business Bonfire, but I made probably a dozen mistakes because it was my first time actually selling a business sure. just like looking back on it you know there was a lot of things that i did right and there was a few like small things that i think i'll tweak on kind of the next you know the next exit but you know how to you know how to navigate those waters i think like going through that process you know talking to people like you know like me or, or anyone else who's done it i think that's the way to like really secure um you know kind of a smooth trans or a smooth a smooth sale i don't think any sales really ever going to be super smooth because it's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of anxiety in the process if that makes sense <laughs> yeah that's that it, it it's funny because it doesn't seem like it would be until you dig into the weeds of it and then you're like oh man there's so many movies it's not selling the product you know no. there's people there's 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 so much involved in it um, so I guess just final quick question uh, on, yeah. on the sales side of it. And then I have one yep. more question too, but like if, if I'm, if, if somebody listening to this is like, okay, I actually am interested. I'm in a season where I'd like to sell. Are there any like first steps or tips that you'd give people when it's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. What are some first things they should do? 
Yeah, so the first thing, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Um, well, the first thing that I would say is like, if you're, and I again, I, I've written kind of several pieces of content on this, but if you're going to sell your business, I always say start as early as possible, I think is the biggest thing. So like, mm. you know, if you're, if you're considering selling your business, like in the next two months, I think you've already started too late, you know, in the process, because yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where that becomes like, you know, not a fire sale, if you will, but it's more like, okay, well, you know, you don't have your ducks in a row. You're just trying to sell it to God of the business. And people are going to ask those questions along the process too. So one of the things that I always say, if somebody's interested in selling their business, whether or not it's, uh, you know, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, have that kind of like exit in mind, right? This kind of big, hairy, mm. audacious goal. Like I want to exit the business and I want to do that five years from now or two years from now, whatever the case is. It's great. So point. starting as early as possible. And then, you know, the other piece of it is just, just get like mentally prepared because I've talked to several different entrepreneurs who have sold their businesses and it's always, it's a roller coaster. You know, it's just going to be right. Like it's going to take, mm. you know, six to eight months from the time that you decide to sell to the point when you're signing the paperwork. And mm. throughout that process, it's never super easy. I mean, you're doing a dance, right? A dating, you know, thing with the people that are <laughs> going to buy the company. And, and it's just, it's, it's, you're dealing with people who are going to buy the, you know, buy the business, right? And they're going to buy something. They're going to spend a lot of money, maybe more money than they've ever spent on this mm. thing. So <clears throat> again, just getting kind of mentally prepared and, and no, you know, Get your ducks in a row going into it is probably my my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think that so many times, I think that's part of the challenge is that when somebody enters the idea that they're ready to sell, they're ready to sell. Yeah, and oh, it's yeah. like, oh no, that's that's you're you're setting yourself up a little bit for failure, then, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's sort of like selling a house, right? Like, I mean, if yeah. the market, yes. like, yeah, the real if the interest rates are at seven or eight percent, it's like you know the market's ticking down. It's like okay, well now is maybe not the best time to sell, you know. So, yeah, yeah. like I said, I mean, you've owned this. You know, if it's a audience member who's owned a business for a while, like that's again, I wouldn't try to fire sale this thing. I would really set it up right because the more that you can do, um, you know, before you even put the thing up for sale, right? Again, working on EBITDA, working on getting yourself out of the business, the higher amount that you're going to get for the business, um, generally, or the higher multiple that you're going to get for the business, generally speaking. So, yeah, that's great. That's really good stuff. I appreciate you t spending some time on that, AJ. Okay. So final question, kind of in your new venture, you're working with small businesses to start and scale. So what are some of the best marketing tactics you're seeing working right now? Yeah. So I would be hard pressed not to start with SEO. I still am mm -hmm. a huge fan of SEO. I mean, own an SEO agency. I love SEO. I think SEO is doing a, a going through a little bit of a renaissance, right? With um, EEAT kind of being at the forefront, right? So it's expertise, experience, authority, and trust. And I think that really expands out to, um, you know, a whole different slew of, of marketing tactics and, and techniques. And I think one of the things, a couple of things I like to hit on are, are video. Video is massive. So like, you know, just generally, I mean, general video marketing, I mean, including it on, you know, every piece of, you know, landing pages, blog posts, content, you know, all the above, and then sharing a lot of that stuff on social media is huge. So video, even though, you know, video has been around for a while, I think video is becoming more prominent, you know, and again, yeah. in regard specifically to that kind of EEAT and Google's algorithm. Um, and then podcasting, I mean, podcasting is huge, um, generally speaking. So like, you know, one of the reasons I, I literally say this on every show, one of the reasons why I'm, you know, doing kind of this kind of podcasting tour and being on a lot of these shows is, is first of all, to get my personal brand out. I mean, that's huge. So there's kind of this personal yeah. branding piece. Um, but then also like, you know, what Google will do 
is they'll look at, you know, me being on like 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 shows, um, you know, talking about very similar topics, right? They'll see, you know, that I'm posting on social media. I'm getting kind of my, my personal brand out there. Um, so that's, that's really big too, as I think podcasting is huge. And I guess that is a, a small, I do want to give a small shout out to podcast bookers who actually got me on this show, um, generally speaking, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, it's, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going on a little bit of a tangent, but, um, it's really kind of dependent on the business, right? Like local mm -hmm. businesses, SEO, Google ads, right? Like larger national organizations, like branding, right? Like building that kind of social presence. I think one of the things sure. that I've been, or last thing that I'll say on kind of just generally speaking marketing, but <clears throat> one of the things that I've been doing a lot more of lately that I wish I would have started five years ago doing uh, is building up my own personal brand. Mm. So one of the things, yeah. and this kind of wraps back around to even selling the agency is, is one of the things that when I sold the business and I transitioned, you know, it took me kind of a year ish to transition out of the business. That was kind of the contractual deal that we had. So in that year time frame, I mean, I was building up small business bonfire, but one of the things that I wish I would have done again five years ago is have this really large, robust audience, right? Mm -hmm. Who knew AJ, who knew me for what I did, right? And then that way, like whatever I want to sell moving forward, I mean, if I had 500,000, you know, followers on LinkedIn or a huge YouTube channel or a big email list or whatever the case is, like I could have went out and sold something immediately. Um, so that's yeah. one of the things that I'm working on now is kind of building that piece up. So I don't think that'll ever go away. Yeah, I, I, it's, I really agree with everything you just said, but the personal branding thing is fascinating to me because I think in a, in a, in a time when there, whether it's a recession or whether it's this or it's like, if it's a time of uncertainty, Right. Which I think we can agree that we're running into a time of uncertainty. Maybe a little that, bit. <laughs> that, yeah, maybe a little bit that yeah. when you have a strong personal brand, you just have flexibility. Right. Like that's just a, it's a it's it gives you options. And so I think that's really smart on your part. Um, so where can where can somebody find more information about you? Yeah. So I think the um, the best place is LinkedIn. I mean, that's kind of my number mm -hmm. one platform right now. So uh, LinkedIn mm -hmm. is, a, is a great place to find me. Just AJ Silver. Um, and then otherwise small business bonfire is kind of my current baby. Right. So I'm really trying to Love cater it. to that, um, kind of small business community. You know, the folks that I really took care of at the agency and worked with the, at the agency, I'm really trying to be kind of the entrepreneur's champion and help those guys out through kind of free content and resources. Then the biggest thing is the bonfire field guide that I do on a week to week basis. Um, I usually take mm -hmm. a full day to write, um, a really robust weekly newsletter that kind of has like. You know, everything that I've failed doing essentially um, and the lessons that I learned <laughs> along the way um, to kind of this multi-million dollar exit. So it's awesome. Well, AJ, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me again. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Delivering Marketing Joy. Joy. Joy.